Lesbian speaking. Lesbian speaking. Lesbian and she's speaking. If you're anything like me, you despise touching the gas pump. I mean, think about it. People are running all over town doing all sorts of things. Maybe they're working on cars and changing tires, or maybe they're changing their kids' diapers, or maybe they're just going around and touching things that everybody else did. And then they're putting their hands on the gas pump. And now you have touched everything that they have touched all throughout the day. Well, guess what? There is something that can help you with this problem, and it's called the Pump Pal. What is a Pump Pal? Well, I'm glad you ask. It is a glove that has a magnet in it so you can stick it inside the door of your gas tank. You can stick your hand right in there, pull the pump, not touch a thing. Keep your hands nice and clean, spick and span. And guess what? It is made from the silicone that you can clean when you get home and you can keep it sanitized and you don't have to worry about touching all the muck and bringing it home. So get your pump, pal. All you have to do is go to the link... In this episode, click on it, get yours today, get one for your friends, get one for your family. Everybody needs this thing. Be safe, be clean, and get your pump pal. Welcome to this episode of Lesbian Speaking. Today, I have some TikTok fame in the house. Melissa Dilks-Pateras and Everyday Tracer here. Welcome, Melissa and Tracy. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining me today. I know you're really busy with your work schedule and your whole TikTok routines. Yes, uh, it's crazy, but Lee, we always take time for you. Oh, it's so sweet. <laughs> Speaking of the TikTok routines, uh, the whole uh, fairy tale world that you're creating with this Disneyland adventure wedding. <laughs> Oh, did you? Have- <laughs> I mean, so many hours. I mean, really, it started started out with just the Snow White thing, and then I added the Prince. But it really, um, the the wedding thing is is really just for our friends Joe and Anna. It, that's not us. Oh yeah, because they're the big. <laughs> we're not, we're Dis- not doing a Disney wedding. They're the big Disney fans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I like Disney, but just in an average way. But I think Joe and Anna like Disney a little bit more than that. So. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we had the Snow White costume because of, you know, my love for animals. Or animals, but uh, we definitely, we got the, the Prince costume just to sort of go with that, to make a TikTok. So when Joe and Anna started doing things for their wedding, we thought, well, we have to. We've already got the costume. So you, ha- you say you had the costume because of your love of animals. Yeah, because Trace was doing TikToks. Um, well, and I was too about this wild animal business where she's trying to like lure them into the house. Okay. And I'm irritated by that. And then in her TikToks, a lot of people were commenting about Snow White. So I bought her the costume and uh, she did a couple of, of TikToks. And then I thought it would be funny if I added the print. Um, and honestly, Lee, now we have so much money invested in these costumes. We, we pretty much have to wear them every day. Um, for the next 10 years yeah to get them paid (laughs) off oh yeah I think that's what folks don't understand is you come out with a little bit and you have to pay for that bit yeah I I think that people don't realize how much TikTok costs the creators I mean you constantly need props and stuff and it it does get expensive 
Right. Now you did uh, previously, Melissa, didn't you have, I don't know if it was at the beginning of your TikTok because I came on a few months after you did, but you had a series of t-shirts that you would wear. I think I saw it on Facebook videos. Yeah. I mean, I always, um, well, I always used to sort of have my own t-shirts made because I never thought that the ones that kind of are available were very funny. So I, I just used to have my own made. And then I used to wear them in my Facebook videos. I just used to wear them all the time. Um, and then that is what I ended up turning into my merch because people were asking for the shirts. Right. Yeah, I remember the fr I think it was the first time I saw you, you were wearing a shirt that said, like, I'm so gay. And you were saying, I don't know why you think I'm a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I probably have so many shirts and people just kind of get a kick out of them. And they're they're kind of silly and funny and and whatever you know the problem with wearing the shirts on tiktok is that you have to be on inverted and that's that's not good nobody looks good on inverted so i don't even wear the shirts very much on tiktok because of that reason <laughs> oh no that's funny i see i do a lot of my recording outside of the app too so one day i may look this yeah. way and one day i may look that way and i don't even notice the difference on myself we notice don't we yeah we <laughs> yeah. definitely notice and and during, because we long distance our relationship for so long, we used to speak a lot on video calls, but we did that during, like through Instagram, the app. Right. Now, Instagram is in, inverted. So for most of our relationship, I thought Melissa's tattoos were on the, the opposite side to what they're actually on. She thought my nose ring was on my opposite side, that I parted my hair on the opposite way. So... Leading up to me moving to Canada, we had to FaceTime a lot because that's not on inverted, so you can't <laughs> you can't tell that it's just it, it was just see what we actually looked like because flip is, is very different. And then it was like, oh yeah, your tattoo's not on that hand, and your nose <laughs> ring is on the other side. Wouldn't that yeah, be funny if you showed up in person? It's like, oh, you're backwards. I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It was everything was backwards. Yeah. Oh, my God. So you guys, you chatted a long time online, we did. obviously, before meeting up. So you did it. You didn't do the quick U-Haul, but overseas venture, does that count as a U-Haul? I have been referring to it as a U-Haul. Okay. For sure, because literally, you know, the, the, the minute we met, we, we got in the car and drove home to live together yeah it's really. true it's yeah. the it's the ultimate like we all joke that lesbians view haul but like we've really we're like the ultimate lesbian we've really <laughs> really you hold like no one's done it as quick as us they just they haven't yeah not like that i mean obviously we had talked and we were talking every day it's crazy because we were talking eight six eight hours a day every day oh wow okay. but it still hadn't met in person you know it's just one of those things where we hadn't met so you know, I picked her up at the airport and, and then we moved into our house together. So do you feel, though, in all fairness, that because you had to talk to each other that many hours a day, I say had to, but couldn't be physically touching each other, that it did allow you to know each other better because you weren't doing other things? Yeah, I think when you take the physical aspect out of a relationship, and I don't just mean the sexy stuff, I mean anything physical like holding hands or 
um, going on physical dates with each other, those sorts of things. Once you take all of that out of a relationship and all you have is conversation, it tends to get quite deep, quite fast. So I feel like I really had a good sense. A lot of people say, I can't believe you've just moved overseas without knowing the person, but I've never known someone so much before I've moved in with them than I had Melissa. So it's, it's crazy, don't get me wrong, I'm aware of that, but it's also not in a way because we did have such a deep knowledge of each other. Right, right. So, And speak- I think that's why people sort of question it or, if anything, people were saying, you know, just what, what Trace is saying, that, oh, that's crazy, I can't believe you're doing that. But, you know, it's because you don't have that whole side of it. You're just completely missing it. But I have never felt like I've known anybody as much as Trace before I even met her in person. I mean, when I say we spoke for six to eight hours, we never missed a day. And we talked for 10 months. 10 months, yeah. Seven days a week, six, eight hours a day. I mean, we would laugh sometimes. We would look at the call time and it was like six hours. We hadn't hung up uh, from each other. And and we, we often worried about when we do get together, are we going to have anything to talk about? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could see that. And it's, uh, yeah, I think on my past dating experiences, it's been very much a spend time together doing stuff and we're focusing on something else that we're not really getting to know those things. So you find out those things well, afterwards it, and, oh, what? <laughs> it just, I, it's funny. I don't know. I, I think it just forces you to connect on a different level in a way. I mean, because it, it also doesn't, it doesn't allow for any cloudiness because sometimes when you meet somebody and you've done some sexy times, <laughs> sometimes trying to figure out which, which is it that you like or that you love. Right. 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 And, and it's like, yeah, I, I really like them. But if you actually take out the physical and hand-holding and kissing and any of the other sexy stuff, you know, do you actually like them? But it's hard when you've had everything to, to really determine that, you know. Um, so it just sort of forces you to connect on a completely different level. It, it was interesting. We talked about it a lot. Right. Um, and, you know, how do you fall in love with someone that you haven't physically touched? But... I, I wouldn't have ever, th- I, I wouldn't have thought, I would have been exactly as all of our friends and family were. I would have thought the same thing. Right. Had it not been your shoes. You were, I would assume, very nervous that actually meeting face-to-face, things might change a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we were both nervous. And but Look, we spoke about this pretty much for 10 months about what it was going to be like when we met each other. Like, there are certain things that you can't train like if someone's a bad kisser it's hard to train them to be a good kisser sexy right. times can be trained we've, we've realized but i mean not that we've had to realize <laughs> <laughs> she's like take that out take no, that out but i mean you can you can you can you can connect and then say okay well that that could get better over time but not kissing yeah kissing is it's either good or bad straight up and I think when you go on a date with someone you normally work that out on the first second date right but for us we had to just like I had to move countries just on a whim that she wasn't going to be a horrendous kisser (laughs) we did we talked about it at length and we would talk about it so much that sometimes we would just say 
okay, look, we can't talk, we can't about, talk we, about it anymore. We can't keep talking because yeah. we would get more and more nervous right. because, you know, you're asking each other every question you possibly can come up with to try to, you know, have this vision, but it's just, it's, and it's not. And then, and then you get together and it's not what you imagined right? because it's just not, it's not a bad thing. It's just, you can't actually imagine what it's going to be like. Like, even looks-wise, like, yes, Melissa does look like she does online, but also she doesn't. And we referred to each other as the stranger for for months, actually, because it's the same person, but there's, there's little subtle differences. Like, when she picked me up at the airport, I had to get into a car with a girl that looked a lot like Melissa, but wasn't actually Melissa. So I was like, is this? happening what's going on right <laughs> well and I said the same thing to Trace I said you, you don't it doesn't look like you and she was like what what and I was like no like you look 10 times better than I thought but you just look different oh it's it's, it's not necessarily it's not even necessarily a good thing or a bad thing it's just different because in person and I and I've often joked about Trace's height because we had exchanged with each other exactly what our height we had measured together on video chat she always thought I was shorter than I was and then when she got there she was wearing heels and I thought oh my lord I felt like I was at her kneecaps when I was hugging her (laughs) because it's just again it's not in person and we were always we'd always joke about like trying to figure out each other's dimensions right you can look at a picture and you can look at someone and watch their videos but you don't even know how big their hands are or what it feels like to hug them or whatever. Or like, what does their skin feel like? Like, there's so many different elements to it. So, like, it was great to get to know each other on such a deep level, but then that does mean that all the other stuff is unknown. Right. Like, even hand-holding, even little things like that, right? So, you are going into it over-prepared in some ways and then really under-prepared in others. So, it's... But over over prepared in in a sense that like you know I mean Lee we're we're in our forties right. you know and we really shouldn't be nervous to kiss a girl. Uh, or... let, the, let the record show I'm I'm not forty until September, so we're still <laughs> hanging on to that late thirties. Okay, well Lee, you and I are in our forties. Yeah, <laughs> like we've lived right, and and you shouldn't be at this age you know, wanting to throw up about kissing someone because you're so nervous but or, did or to do sexy time with them because it's, you're, you're old enough. We've been, ex- you know, but you've talked to this person for 10 months. The pressure is even bigger to kiss that mm. first kiss. And, you know, because we didn't get that just had a couple of glasses of wine and kiss, you know, one night and then we right. started to date. It, we, did, we missed that whole bit. This was like 10 months of preparing for the kiss. So is it now, now, did you do anything spectacular for that first kiss or was it just, okay, let's just do it and get it over with and see if it works? We talked about it at length, how it was going to take place. Well, there was a lot of discussion. Is it going to be in the airport? Is it going to be in the car? Are we going to wait till we get back to the house? And I was very keen to wait to get back to the house because in my mind, a stranger had picked me up at the airport. But not initially. <laughs> initially, I think you wanted the romantic um, hugging in the terminal and kissing. And I was like, I don't want the first kiss to be in front of a whole bunch of people staring at us. But then we came to realize that it was COVID and I couldn't go into the terminal. She had to like oh, yeah. run and jump into my car. <laughs> so yeah. when we got back to the house, Melissa was giving me a tour of the house, which 
weirdly was backwards to how I remember it from video. Um, <laughs> and then up, upstairs, she was just taking me from room to room and there was a, we didn't have any doors on any of the rooms in the house and there was a coat closet and she showed me the coat closet and then eventually I just grabbed her and just pulled her in because I thought if we don't do it now, it's just this feeling is going to get worse. And right. It was bad. Like the whole tour I was, I was nervous. Meanwhile, you know, we, we were looking at all the photos from the real estate agent before buying the house. Like Trace had seen the house a million times, obviously talked to me in it because I was waiting for her to get here. Right. And, but yeah, so of course, when she gets there again, another weird thing, this is, we live together, but she's never actually been in the house. Like I had to carry her over the threshold on my phone when, when we took possession of the house oh, wow. and and here we were, it was awkward anyways, because I'm giving her a tour of the house that she's going to live in with me starting now kind yeah. of thing. But, um, but yeah, she was like, I don't care about the stupid closet. And then she just kissed me, which was good. Cause then it, we got it over with, but at the same time, I was so relieved. Yeah, I bet. That it was okay. Yeah. And then, you know. Wait, okay. No, that it was no. good. <laughs> that it was good. It was great. Um, but Joe Joe from TikTok had said, like, send me a message because she was worried about the kiss. So we had this little sign that I had to send her an emoji if it was good. Because, oh, wow. you know, we talked about it. And it was like, what if, it's, what if the kiss is bad? Or what if there's no chemistry? What if it's just there's no connection when you're actually in person? We were terrified of that. Right. That, that could happen. Yeah. But it was... Thankfully, everything that it was, you know, over the phone, but like, and more, it was just, it was so seamless. And yet it was really interesting because once you got over the initial, then it was a strange feeling of, well, we've been together for 10 months. Right. Sort of thing. So it was weird because there was no nerves after the first time of kissing and stuff. It's like the nerves are gone, but yet. It, it, we were just really lucky because it was so seamless and it was just such a, I don't know, we just, we always say it's just this like magical connection that we even found each other anyways. Yeah. And that it was just instant. So it, it's just been really good. We've been lucky because I could see how other people, you know, would have met and thought, mm, I love them, I like them, but it's just there's something missing or there's something. I think we've all, we've all been in a relationship or we've all dated someone where, the other person is great, you like them, you've got loads to talk about, you get along well, you're laughing together, but there's no chemistry. There's nothing mm-hmm. There's nothing there. You just don't want to be with them. And I think we ran, want we ran it, the risk of you that. You want it to you be want there. It, you want it right. to be there, but it's not. So we ran the risk of that. We, we know we took a big risk, but it's definitely paid off. So... Thank God, because if I had to go home with my child between my legs to Australia, that would... Come that, with a lot of I told you so some family and friends. And it would yeah, not well, be the that, tail that, between that, your yeah. legs. I mean, I so this is what I think everybody likes to make fun of lesbians because we do this U-hauling situation. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? We're risk takers when it comes down to it. We're relationship risk takers. And I think that is something Absolutely. to be proud of, that we will take a chance on another human being and know that if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if it does, then we just took the best chance of our lives. <laughs> well, and I think that's what we talked about the whole time is that because we instantly, it was, when I say instant, it was instant. And, it, but we said the whole time, if it doesn't work, 
it doesn't work. Like it, you would say that about any, more so for us because we were doing this, this huge move and all of these life changing things in order for this to happen. But we just kept saying, if it doesn't work, it's like any relationship. It's a shame it didn't work out, but you know, um, I don't regret the experience in the first place or whatever. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, what are you going to do if it doesn't work out over there? You don't know anyone over there. Like what's going to happen? And I say, it's like any other breakup, but I had a 24 hour flight to take. That's yeah. It. Yeah. That, that, that is literally the difference. Right. Um, and it'll be good because I wouldn't have to bump into Melissa at the shops or anything. I'll be, I no know. Right. So in some ways it's kind of good. You're like, I'm not going back to Canada because uh, yeah, something happened there once. No. <laughs> yeah. We joked about that a lot because you know, when you're in your city for a long time, you know, you go to different events or, or pubs or whatever, and you, you know, you run into an ex or you see somebody while well, I mean, never had that worry yeah. <laughs> in another country. Yeah, that's a good point, you guys. I'm going to remember that for next time. It's so strange because I also didn't know that TikTok was a dating app. I had absolutely no idea. Right. I feel like, I don't know why I didn't, I still don't really understand that part, but I had never DM'd anybody. No, like I, I didn't read my own DMs and then... It just met her. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back that up. You haven't DM'd anybody and you don't read your DM's. No. So how did Tracy catch your eye? So I just saw her on TikTok and was like, "Oh my, this this girl's like so funny, like obviously funny and cute and all these things." So I followed her right away and I I think I followed her actually before she followed me and then she saw a video of mine and started following me and uh, you know from there we just sort of followed each other we never really I just watched every day every day I know that's no pun intended I I did watch her every day right um, (laughs) waiting for her to have a video or whatever and um, and then we would go we went on each other's lives and then uh, I went to message her, and she actually had already messaged me. Oh, yeah, so you had her I, sitting I, there waiting. Okay. But I hadn't read it because I don't open my DMs unless, like, I know the person specifically, you know? Right. Because I, I made a video about Hannah Breadstock and Melissa in the one video. So oh, I just right. made it as a joke video and posted it, and then heard nothing from Melissa and then about two three weeks later Melissa duets it back and she's wearing a t-shirt that says I have a huge lesbian crush on you and in the TikTok she moves back from the dryer to reveal what the t-shirt says and said I'm sorry it took me so long to duet you back I was waiting on getting this t-shirt made (laughs) even then even then I thought wait you've got the t-shirt made someone in the comments wrote oh I love that shirt where did you get it and Melissa had replied back to them I got it personally made for everyday trade and I was like wait what is happening here so I messaged her and I'm like did you really get that t-shirt made for me like and then I heard nothing so I thought okay well bye I, I didn't think much of it because you know she's Canadian I'm Australian I didn't think much of her not replying back to that dm so it was just sitting there for a lot well, I've just never been a person that does that. I don't, I'm not, <laughs> I've never done online dating or anything like that. I don't do that. So like the thought of just DMing someone, 
I know it sounds crazy, but almost feels a little bit intrusive. So it was just something I would have never really thought of. And I, and she had said something on a live and then I messaged her and she had already messaged me. And I was like, Oh, how terrible. Like <laughs> it looked like, you know, and on, on TikTok, you can't tell if somebody's read it. So I thought, Oh no, like she must think I'm horrible because she's left me this message last month. Yeah. So here I am thinking, so sorry, you've got this t-shirt made for me and you're not answering my DMs. I'm like, this is so weird. I don't really know what's going on. Like what's happening. <laughs> she's just the t-shirt um, lesbian. We're just going to let that slide. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just, I loved her from the beginning. I just, it was just so instant and, and that was it. And then like, you know, yeah, I mean, we did the lesbian U-Haul on the phone real quick. We just, yeah, it was just so instant. And we just... Within like four days, she was like, so are you moving to Canada? Because I've got kids, so you've got to come here. And I was like, I, yes, I am, yeah. <laughs> that was it. In four days, we decided that. Oh, wow. And, and she would have been here sooner if it wasn't for COVID. Because right. Because she couldn't leave Australia and she couldn't enter Canada. So we had to wait for an exemption for her to get out of Australia. And it was, it was terrible. Like just the waiting and the not knowing. And, um, you know, you can, you can tell somebody that you'll wait for them, but certainly that's hard to believe that you, you would wait for an unknown period of time. Right. Um, but it, like for me, I never, it wasn't even, it wasn't a question. It was, I'll wait for as long as it takes. And I, you know, she would say the same thing, but you still think if this goes on for much longer, like, is the person really going to wait for me? Right. I mean, yeah. And it does, it does tend to fizzle out when you have time in between, or it just feels like it's frustrating and the universe is against you. But it sounds like you guys had such a strong connection that it wasn't even quote waiting. It was like, okay, just more time to chat. Yeah, I mean, we we had very strict phone times and we would always, um, we committed to the times that we would phone each other and we just never missed those times. We, we also never slept in those 10 months either. So we always joked that when I got oh. here, all we'd do is sleep, basically. Yeah, yeah. You have to remember, it was my middle of the night when it's her day and vice versa. And it was just, we didn't sleep for 10 months. Well, I did. I, I must admit, I... When I first saw Tracy, and I think it was from your comments that I found her, um, and I was like, oh, she's funny and followed her the same. But I noticed that she was on at all different hours and such. And then when I saw that you guys were commenting more back and forth, I'm like, oh, that's why she's up right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, you're trying to sort of keep it private, right. I guess, in a way. But it's hard because, you know, you're in love with this woman and yet you can't sort of let everybody know. Right. You know? Right. So, so that, that it was a bit, it was, it was hard, right. I guess, to sort of, but, you know, we, we had to keep it private because I've got kids and, yeah. and that sort of thing. But, um, but yeah, and we really didn't tell anybody. I no, mean, other yeah. than our friends, our and, friends family. and family knew and they've, they've known forever. Um, but yeah, any, anything public, we try to keep it on the, on the DL as much as possible, but it's hard because especially when you're so in love, you want to tell the world. world. Right. So that, um, brings me to, because I recently had a relationship that was TikTok public and 
our TikToks were funny and we had fun doing them, but they certainly didn't describe our relationship, right? So when we split up, people were very shocked by this um, because we just did jokes together. Uh, yeah. So do you do you feel that same way that what we put out publicly and what we have private is kind of a, we'll show you what we want to show you? Or do you feel that you have more of an honest viewpoint of your relationship? I think that, well, if I can speak, I mean, I, I do. I think that we're honest, but I do think that we have been also fairly public about the fact that we share what we want to share and what we're comfortable with sharing. Um, we don't do, as, I mean, we don't do a ton of stuff together per se. Right. We really don't. Um, but, but what we do, yes, it's honest, but of course, we're not going to share every detail of our relationship. I think Trace just did a video um, about the videos we sort of made for each other when we, we told each other we loved each other. And then a lot of the comments were, we need to see that video. And it's like, well, no, it, that private. that's private. <laughs> right. You should be happy with the just knowing about the story it. that I'm telling yeah. you about that video. But I was really surprised by the number of people. It's like, well, we've got to see the video because there's an element when I think you do share publicly with your relationship that people are owed more information. But it's, we give you the information that, that we want to. Like we're in love, we're happy to share that um, and we get a good response from it um, in terms of people being supportive of our relationship, things like that. But it's hard when people demand more. When right. We feel that we do give a lot of our life. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, because that's just it. You want to be able to share to a certain degree because you want to be, it's funny, I don't want to say transparent, but you want to be genuine. Right. Right? And and it's difficult because I've often described my experience on TikTok as sometimes just feeling like you're you're living the Truman Show, right? Yes. And uh, it's a really different feeling and it's, you know, it's uh, everybody's watching or everybody wants to know. And I think that that was one of the things that I struggled with because I was privately separated and going through a separation. Um, and then certainly there, we've had so much positive, but I think when, when we did become public, uh, Trace and I, there was a couple of comments saying, wait a second, I thought you were married. And then, of course, people wondered if, if it was some sort of a, a, a torrid affair, which it wasn't. It was just that my relationship with Trace was private. We didn't share that. And so was my separation. Right. But I do understand from an outsider's perspective because I, uh, you know, my, my ex and I, um, had to be on decent terms because we had kids together, you know, and, and all of that. So I didn't, I never had anything bad to say about her. And I did speak of her right? because, you know, we, we did like each other. There's no, there's no, I wouldn't say real bad blood there, but it was just difficult because you're trying to navigate through TikTok. Also, it's fun. You're trying to make it fun. Right. And then you get the odd comment of somebody like, like Trace is saying that's, wanting more information and it's sometimes I feel like geez, I've shared so much with you you know I don't want to share everything with yep. anybody right yep completely you know, understood I mean, yeah. my friends don't know everything about me it's like you know you can't 
you, you sort of, you and your partner have certain things that you just are just between you, but people feel somehow that they're privy to it because they watch you every day and they comment and Trace and I both um, are really vigilant, I would say, about replying to messages on TikTok and, um, you know, sort of banter back and forth with people who follow us and just, you know, to sort of create a community rather than just a following. But then when you do that, people think, well, then we're, you know, they're, they're sort of heavily involved in this and they'll tell us more, like, look at how close we are sort of thing. I don't know what it is. It's just this false feeling of, um, I don't know, connection to us. Right. I think I, in my mind, I kind of see it like back in my day when I was a kid and my mom was watching a soap opera, right? And she would like, oh, but Luke did this today. And I feel like I'm so connected to him because he did this stuff. And you're like, you realize that that's just some dude sitting back there smoking cigarettes and writing his words. Like, (laughs) it's not even a real person. But I mean, you, they got emotionally involved in these soap operas. And now today we have things like this social media and TikTok that have taken the place of these soap operas. Or are alongside well, with I the think TV a soap shows. opera is a really good parallel because it's something that is on every day. It's predictable and it's an ongoing storyline because you're following the lives of these people who some of them in a soap opera started off as a you know a kid and then now you've watched the shirt the the actors change but now you've followed them into adulthood and now they own the company and and now you, know, you can interact with them and it's like. It's like us. I mean, we've been on TikTok for, I don't know, a couple of years or whatever now. um, And people have been watching and following along, right? Right. So they see progressions of your relationships and your kids and aging and all kinds of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see where or any of the folks are giving comments where you say where they commented on, wait, didn't know you left your marriage or all this stuff? Do you see that there's anyone who seems to be like, trying to poke you and upset you and or do you think it's all just natural questioning what's going on I don't I haven't we like we've been really lucky we really talking talking about it because we don't have we we never we see a lot of other creators being able to create content based on mean comments but we don't really get it um I I I've always said like even when I was just doing other things I, I never really had a ton of negative and um, I think that some people just say what they're thinking in a comment rather than what they would say if we were in person. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't think people would say what they say in comments if we were standing in front of them at a party. We no. know that. No. <laughs> and I think that people are saying, wait, what did I miss? I thought you were married. Well, yeah, you did miss that because I kept it private. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and I just answer, no, I'm separated, separated. Because, you know, I also don't want to, it, yeah, it, it's weird sometimes because, um, especially with Melissa's followers, like people are answering on, on our behalf. Right. Um, which is which is really odd that people would do that. Like some people would stand up for us and say, oh, you know, no, Melissa was separated or blah, blah, blah. And it's so weird to have other people answer on something that is your personal life. Like, I've never had that. Like, when do you ever have that experience in life when someone 
answers on your behalf. So I think that's quite that's quite a weird thing. Maybe high school? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it whole, is. This, I mean, that's what I mean. This whole thing is is this fishbowl. Yet we do create it. We we create yeah. the fishbowl. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I had done a TikTok about my the Google searches that people do on me because. I shouldn't even come up on Google. Right. You know what I mean? But right. it's, it's the, the questions people are asking are very personal. They, right. They're searching on Google and, and trying to figure out and see pictures and do this. It's just because people are really invested. And what we don't tell them, they, they certainly, not everyone, but some people want to find out. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what folks tend to forget when they're going on to these social media platforms like TikTok or Instagram is... Uh, we're not celebrities. Melissa's not a celebrity. I'm sorry to say that to you, but here we are. I'm just pointing it out. Yeah, no, um, and but, that's just it, is that you have to remember that we're not celebrities and we're not famous. Right. Really. And we're not, we're nothing. We're that means. We're drop in the bucket. That, yeah, we, we've, been, we've been selling a lot of stuff on Facebook Marketplace and uh, someone came to pick up a certain item and the entire family arrived to pick up the item oh, and they no. were... They knew things about me. They knew that I was from Australia. They knew how long I'd be. Like, they, they knew all that information and was talking to me like I didn't have to tell them that information. So that was such a weird right. place to be in. And they were meeting, wondering where I was. Yeah. And yeah. Meeting, meeting people who already know, know stuff about it. How are you finding the Canadian winter? I'm just like, okay, how do you know that I haven't had one before? Like it just, it was so surreal. Like it was, it was lovely and they were really lovely to me, but it is just that presumed knowledge of knowing me because of what Melissa and I put online is, it just feels uneasy, I guess. Right. It's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it, it, it is an uneasiness. Yeah. You're not prepared for it. Not prepared yeah, for it. Yeah, you're not prepared. Yeah. You know, and I just thought, you, you know, you're just coming over to give me a 20 for this thing, but we're having these conversations like you in-depthly know me as a person, of which you don't. I mean, so that item if I that they... If they knew me, I would have put some makeup on before they came over here. <laughs> but I think that's why people honestly feel maybe more connected to us than a celebrity, because you watch a movie and you're never going to meet Tom Cruise, or you're never going to connect with him. Right. But... You look at us, you know, we, we might be doing something funny or something you can relate to, and that you leave a comment, I respond, so there's a bit of a connection there, and it's just, it feels a little more attainable. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but, and so that kind of skews the lines a bit. Right. In saying that, there is there is a flip side to this. So I think we're focusing a lot on the negative aspects of this. Exactly. Which of course definitely are, but there is such a positive aspect and I know Melissa touched on it before that we're very active in our comment section and building a community on TikTok um, which I think is the reason why both of us sort of do it but it is it's nice when people in the comment section like reference a video of yours from months ago or something you did months ago because it just lets you know that hey I've been following you for a while and I'm I'm here I'm sharing your journey with you and I do love that and I appreciate that and I know Melissa does too it's the best. It's the best with your followers because that is such a community vibe and I, I I love that sort of community spirit. Right. So those sorts of things are really lovely. But I think, yeah, it, it, unfortunately it does come with negative things like, hey, show us that video of when Melissa said she loved you for the first time. And I thought, well, I wouldn't even show my family that, let alone 
strangers on the internet. So, yeah, it's it's a difficult thing to juggle. But I, to be honest, I think Melissa and I have handled it really well. Like, nothing goes online without, like, either of our, not approval, but, like... Right. Um, we still run everything we, we by We run everything each by each other and, you know, we make... We try to think, oh, if we do this, what are people going to write in comments? Like we, so we do tend to forward think a lot of things um, about what we do share. So we're... And I have to respect that my kids. Yes. And, and I have to respect their privacy and, you know, sure, they're embarrassed of the cock talk and, and yeah. the books and this, that and the other, but at the same time, they're watching it and they're okay with it. I mean, they're 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 embarrassed to a degree, but they still laugh about oh, it. Oh, yeah, but they think it's funny. I have to watch what I do because, you know, nobody wants their mom, you know, like, it's just there's so many things to look at there's so many things to consider it's not just posting it and and walk away we right. it's, there's a lot of pre-planning and everything that we that we put out there and a lot of thought goes into everything from exactly like trace is saying is, is from the comments to what my kids would think to what my friends my family my work colleagues you know all of that so now you you talk about the kids. Were the kids watching Tracy's TikToks before she came over? Well, we we met on we met online, so I video called with the kids before I arrived, just okay. so I wasn't some stranger that moved into the house. So we, we did that. They um, did start watching. They did your start TikTok. watching my TikToks as well. I think not the little one. Yeah, uh, my, the little one is just too too little really for even some of my TikToks. Right. But, but she's yeah, really good at cutting hair. All of them ahead of time and, yeah. and uh, yeah, before she came here. Yeah. yeah. Just to get to know them a little bit. Probably the two eldest ones more so than the little one, again, for the same reason, just because she's little. But, yeah, so we tried to do that integration as, as best we sort of could from Australia to Canada. Yeah. So what would you think if your kids started their own TikTok accounts with the a little bit of not cock talk but you know some little racy jokes for their age well listen i i have a 19 year old daughter who's going to be 20 soon and she does have her own tiktok okay um and you know uh i'm okay with it she's she, she's pretty appropriate i mean we i do edit her um, before and uh, she does a few things with her boyfriend and I tease her and, and say like you know uh, whatever maybe what she's wearing or right. why are you sitting on your bed together kind of thing just teasing her <laughs> yeah. um, you know in the TikTok and all this but you know, my kids are fine my son watches uh, but he doesn't have one and the little one we filter what she sees on TikTok. She likes to watch the animal stuff. She's a sucker for anything fox. So any fox TikTok, she's all over that. But um, but I'm fine with them having it. My kids are pretty. I know I sound like every parent out there, but my kids are pretty good. They're not. Yeah, yeah. They're no. I never have any issues uh, with them in terms of appropriateness or posting things or dressing no, I don't have any issues with that with them they're, they're good. really good that's good that's awesome well I, th I think honestly you do have these jokes but the way that you do it are so soft that you could tell that you're very gentle nature and that you have a big moral high standing um because you don't come out and you don't degrade and you don't have just nastiness about it it is a very 
simple, funny line that you throw out there. So it's good to hear that your kids are living by that example. Yeah, well, and I do, I do remind them. Even it's mostly my son. I'll be like, "Mom, seriously, my buddy had your that stupid book you were reading on his phone. He saved the video." <laughs> and then, like, I do remind them that you know it's a joke, and I um, I don't really even swear. I, you know, I, I I don't even like the sounds if they have swearing in them because I do try to stay pretty clean right and even my jokes honestly the balls and the cock and I mean they're they're 12 year old boy jokes I mean really yeah I don't like to do anything super risque no I'm not worried if my kids watch it if anything they're just embarrassed because they think I'm ridiculous but that's just because I think everybody feels that way about their parents right yeah so Tracy do you have uh folks back home who make any comments on her uh, risque, not risque jokes on TikTok? Uh, well, yeah, I think um, my family are a big fan of Melissa's content in general, um, especially my auntie who's befriended Melissa on TikTok, uh, on Facebook now, so she's top commenter all the time. Oh. She's, she's like, oh, you're so funny, Melissa, and she actually rang me crying the other day. And I thought, oh, my God, someone's died because that's what you think of when you answer the phone and someone's already crying. And I I was like, oh, God, what's happened? And she said, I've just watched Melissa's TikTok about you. She's like, that's so beautiful. And they are big fans of Melissa's, which is is really lovely. And it's it's good that they sort of get to see us on social media together as well because I feel, um, you know, they care about me and they want to make sure that I'm safe over here. So I think sort of... Having access to Melissa on a daily basis of certain, like her style and of humor and that sort of thing, they do sort of get reassured that, oh, no, Trace is in a safe place. Right. That is good. I, I think that's great that your family is so supportive of you moving across the world uh, to be with somebody and that they are able to connect. I mean, it's a whole new world that we're able to watch and connect and see everything that really is going on in the home. Um, and yeah, it's amazing that they're a part of your journey with you, that they're partaking well, in and watching. I, I, I had FaceTimes with Trace's family as well before right. she came over here. Like I met, you know, her sister and her brother-in-law. And I, I mean, I met everybody, cousins and everything, which is funny, again, because there are lots of people who would date for months and months and months and not ever even meet the family. Right. In any way, you know, so... Um, so we did that as well at the beginning, you know, and, uh, it was, it's it's certainly an experience and, and one that neither of us have ever done before. I mean, we kept that we kept, we were very open with saying, yeah, we know this is crazy. We don't think this is normal. Like not at all. The way to fill it into family and friends is definitely with an opening statement of, we know this is crazy because I feel like if I, if I told them I was doing what I was doing without saying that first right that is something a crazy person does not not identify that their behavior is crazy and I think a lot of people that we would talk about each other with before uh you know we were actually physically together I always referred to Trace as my girlfriend yeah and I think that some people were would either say on either side would either say well like how you haven't even met like how is she your girlfriend or 
um, you know, just wait, just like, why jumping on this so quickly? And why do you, you know, wait till you meet and we'll see when you meet. People just weren't buying into it when we were just speaking to each other. They just, people require this physical connection. Yeah, <laughs> and it's true. Even, even when I told my cousin and his wife, you know, that I was moving to Canada and, and those sorts of things, and I'd, I'd met someone online, like my cousin's wife literally just, she was halfway through a sip of wine then put it down on the table and just still with the wine in her mouth just goes, it's the laundry lady, isn't it? The must be the laundry lady. Like, yeah, it's the laundry lady. She's like, I knew it. I knew about the way you spoke about her and how you showed me TikToks. I knew it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, it's the laundry lady. Yeah. But yeah, at the same at the same time, they would say, well, don't get, don't sell all of your stuff. Right. Why don't, why don't we store your stuff for you? Right. You know, and then if it doesn't work out, which there's nothing wrong with saying that. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, but it was, but again, it was just another thing that we sort of had to deal with because we were, we were, we were doing this all in. We really were. Yeah. Because a lot of people were, because I obviously sold my car and everything that was in my apartment before I, left which I understand is a it is a big thing to do but I I I think when I leap I just leap big I um I just wanted to be all in and it, it took a while for me to convince friends and families that it's just stuff yeah if it doesn't work out and I come back I can buy, I can buy a car buy another couch all yeah. those sorts of things they're just it's just things anything personal that means something to me I shipped over with me right you know so well, and I think that we spoke about that a lot building up to the actual move too, because it was, it was also, I don't know, it meant something to me too, that she was serious oh, and yeah. she wasn't just coming for a vacation to, to sort of, you know, just see what it was like. I I have to admit that there, I have seen couples on TikTok or just um, other couples that I know that we're doing exactly what what you're doing or on the in the process of and I'm like oh boy I just once they meet face to face that chemistry is going to go right out the door but I was we feel the same way yeah we have certainly judged numerous couples yeah yeah that haven't but met or we're watching their journey I I did not at one time feel that about you two though I absolutely was like these guys match they fit they just make sense <laughs> It is a funny. It is a funny thing that we even do just match that we do just <laughs> because it's just it was like I mean we honestly can't even describe it because it's like this is just a one one in a million shot that we even crossed paths and then and then to fall in love. Yeah, it took know, it took like, COVID. But it's just when you know, you know. And I don't. I I think that's what we talked about the whole time is that this feels like it's very rare it, it doesn't we, we don't take it for granted because I think we both feel incredibly fortunate that we have even had this this opportunity to have met each other right yeah like I don't want to get hate mushy or anything but <laughs> I haven't felt this way about anyone before so Aww. even if I was wrong even if I was wrong and I had to come home and buy all new stuff again and move in I did that because I'd never felt like that before so I was willing to take the chance on the fact that I was wrong. I didn't think it was a mediocre love, and I got here, and it hasn't been. Right. Um, so if it was mediocre, I don't think we would have 
done it. Yeah, right. I don't think right. so. it's yeah. mediocre anywhere, really. Yeah. Um, I think we both felt the same way that this was unlike anything else that either of us had ever felt before with anyone else. So it seemed like the natural thing to do. Yeah. That's we talked amazing. a lot about how rare it was, how lucky we were. I mean, a lot of things had to be in play. I mean, we both had to go on TikTok, but also COVID had to happen for us to do that because I don't think either one of us would be on TikTok should it not be COVID. Right. And then COVID also delayed us meeting. If we, if all of that had happened and we met on TikTok, then I would have definitely come here for a holiday, met her, seen what it was like, all that sort of thing. Right. But we wouldn't have had those 10 months to get to know each other really deeply. So that wouldn't have happened right. either. So so many things had to be in place and COVID did play a big role in it. TikTok played a big role in it. The stages of our lives that we were at played a big role in it. Like I um, loved my job back in Sydney and was a huge workaholic, but I lost my job because of COVID. Right. So had I still had that job, I don't think I would have wanted to leave it to come to Canada. So like a lot of factors were in place. So it's very lucky. Timing was perfect. And also it's this, super rare little precious thing that we found. So I know people who are in love always say dumb things like when you know, you know, mm-hmm. and I get that now and I am that loser, but I'm, I'm <laughs> taking it. On board. I, I know I am that loser now, but, um, but I just want people out there to know that that is a thing. Yeah. So your advice. Which we wouldn't have thought it was a thing. we wouldn't have thought it was a thing before yeah. that. No. So what's your advice for couples overseas who are meeting on TikTok right now and wondering, should I take that leap? Well, I think my advice would be to, because we, you know, it's obviously to talk, to connect, but my advice wouldn't be to just go ahead, go all in and move in, you know, because COVID prevented us from having any, (laughs) any luxuries like that, anything. But I think it's like Trace says, it's the same as any other, you know, the same as meeting anybody else, whether it's in the next city or the next town or the next country or across the world. See if it works, get together, see if it works, obviously see if there's, you know, the same connection, but we just were forced into this 10 months of complete separation physically and, and it worked for us, but I, I don't know that that would work for many other people. That was a long time to wait. And it. we always said, look, I will wait for you for five years if I had a date. The problem is, is we never had a date. We right. didn't know until September that you were coming in October. There was so many legal things with leaving the country. So we hired a lawyer quite early on to get me out. And the earliest I could get out was October. Oh, wow. And we only found that out in September with a month for me to leave the country. So, and sell all of your sell stuff. all my stuff. So it was it was a really hectic month for me. Yeah. Well, year. because we were joining groups like Partners Apart and things like that because of the legalities of it, and it felt like everybody was saying, and "I applied for my exemption. Um, we've been denied ten times, forty-two times, fifty times. We got it on our first time. Wow." Yeah. And we still don't know how, but we're so happy that that happened because we, even in September, when we put the application in, we were both prepared for the no. We knew it was going to be a no because nobody got it on the first time, especially 
people who hadn't met before. Yeah, so, somebody was watching your TikToks. Or husbands what. and wives, or boyfriends and girlfriends, or who just separated, but they were still denied. But here we were, never having met, and we still got it. We just, we were so over the moon with that. Like right. I, I just remember Trace calling me. And I just didn't even believe it. We were both like in tears because it was so unbelievable that we got through on the first time because we were absolutely expecting a no. And the lawyer that we worked with was amazing. Um, This guy in Sydney and he rang me. I was actually on the phone to Melissa and I said, I've got to go. The lawyer's calling through. So I got off the phone and I answered it and he said, okay, I've got some, I've got some news for you. We've got a reply. And I said, okay. And he goes, and I'm, I'm really sorry to have to tell you this. And my heart just sank. And no. I mean, we were expecting another. Why? And I said, oh, okay. And he goes, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but you, you have to pack your bags because you have a month to move to Canada. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, how? He goes, I've been planning that for the last half an hour, how I'm going to tell you. And he goes, I came up with that. And I said, that was brilliant. Like it gave me a heart attack, but it was brilliant. You're like a month. I can pack in a week. Bye, buddy. well and that's just it it wasn't you don't realize how much stuff you have until you have to actually get rid of every single thing oh yeah yeah. you know it's one thing to get rid of yeah what do you do do with all that stuff and the amount also during covid when you're not allowed to make donations yep (laughs) and that's that was like the hardest part for me having somebody move in during covid was I had to get rid of stuff and they're like, well, we don't want to take donations right now. I'm like, so I have to like keep it in my yeah. house until you're ready. <laughs> well, yeah. And that was the thing with trades because you're trying to get rid of clothes and, and like cutlery, crazy stuff. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you ship a few boxes up here. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, yeah, I mean, she she did mail some stuff, but <laughs> it's crazy to give notice on your apartment, sell your car. You know, you were working at the time, quit your job. I mean, that was funny because I think the day you called me, you're like, okay, I got, I can't, I got to pack. I don't know what, I have to quit. I, I have to quit my job. I have to quit. I'm going to quit. I have to quit my job. <laughs> like, okay. Because <laughs> um, it was just so sudden and we were just so happy. It was, I can't even describe that day. It was crazy. That's amazing. I'm so glad that you guys were able to connect and have this and um, create this beautiful life together in this beautiful home, which we are biting tooth and nail to see what it's going to look like when you finish it. <laughs> we're, we're sitting in said beautiful home right now, Lee, and I've got to say, um, it's not how I would describe the current state of the room we're sitting in right now. Yeah, yeah. We will get there. It's but you so have hard some because you've got this person, you've got this new relationship that you want to, like, we want to date. We do want to do stuff. We want to just sometimes lay on the couch and, and watch Netflix, but there's so much work to do at the house, and it's different if you've been together for, for a couple of years, but here we were apart for so long, and yeah. then she gets here. I don't want to paint. But <laughs> there you are, I don't want to do the drywall. Yeah. You know? So it is hard. We're almost done, but it's just one of those things. It's, it's just another level of, Oh, I just want it to be done. We're, yeah. We've had enough. Yeah, we're over it. Well, that, I mean, it's going to be beautiful when it's done because you do amazing work. So, but I think this also is another testament to how you guys are so understanding of each other and each other's time that I think it's a beautiful lesson that people should see is you can achieve your goals with starting a new huge relationship. You can still make it happen. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. It's not, 
I did speak a lot about our love before and how amazing it is, but it's not it's not all roses. I mean, any couple that's been through renovations know that it's just it's oh, yeah. frustrating and it's difficult and, you know, you both get in bad moods because you're upset of the state of the house and those sorts of things. So, you know, I want to be realistic about that. It's been, it, there's, there's been times that have been difficult, but for the most part, it, it, it's fun right. and we love it. Right. That's amazing. Well, you guys, thank you so much for sharing your journey and <laughs> your experiences with everybody here, um, I think it's it's important to see a success story, and not that there's pressure on you guys to stay together by any means. But um, you know, the whole world is watching. So no, <laughs> but it is it's refreshing to see that uh, you guys were able to conquer so much and take on so much stress, and still be able to work together in order to achieve everything that you've been working on um, and the happiness that you exude. And Tracy, embracing the snow like you have, I have to say you're taking it like a champ. Trust me, you see the, you see the good bits of seeing the snow. I've definitely, I've definitely had my moment where I just go outside and cry because like, my eyelashes are frozen and I think what she doesn't you know how to walk on, on, on ice. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, but there are days where I love it and try and embrace it. But then there are other days where I think, well, I guess I'm never leaving the house. And yep. that, that's that been really hard for me, the weather, I think, to adjust to just snow in general. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so different from Australia. Yeah. I'm not a snow person, so I get that. <laughs> to not be a snow person or not be a cold person or a winter person than to have never actually been, been cold. It's true. Not actually know what cold is. You yeah, don't even like, know what you're signing up for. Minus 29 and I think this is so far beyond like minus four was the coldest I got to in Australia that's really it and that was one day but I can I can tell you when it was <laughs> what year it was like I oh remember. man yeah no I hate the negatives myself so I'm we don't get it much here often when it happens my skin just goes I hate you today <laughs> yeah yeah yep. well we're getting warm now it's spring so it's things are looking up nice she says that yep let's take a moment from this episode because i want to tell you about a new seasoning i found online you guys this stuff is so good you can put it on your pork you can put it on your chicken on your steak it even is good on tofu i'm telling you dano's seasoning it comes on original it comes in spicy hot chipotle it of course has zero calories and it is low sodium you need to check it out, danoseasoning.com forward slash ref, R-E-F, forward slash lesbian speaking. The link is also in this bio. I'm telling you guys, this stuff is so good. Well, I hope you guys will be willing to connect again uh, at some other point and share with us some more uh, TikTok wisdom and some more couple wisdom and maybe some what it's like to be married now wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we can do that soon. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Again, you guys, this is uh, Melissa and Tracy of TikTok. If you are not on TikTok, you better get on there because they have some amazing content. Um, and Tracy's stories are just the most hilarious. I know a few people have told her to do stand-up. I know she says she's tried, but she's, you got to do stand-up. You got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Thank you, guys. Well, thanks for thanks for uh, thanks for this, Lee. And it's yeah. always nice to to be able to chat to you. And it's nice that I think we we didn't talk about the fact that we've made other connections on TikTok. And I'm glad that I met you and that we met you just just by TikTok magic. And it's been it's really been nice being TikTok friends with you and, and everybody yeah. else we've met, but it's just, it's kind of neat to connect with people from around the world. Oh, it is really neat. And I can't, I can't wait to meet face to face one day. I'm getting back on the traveling Absolutely. train, so I could be ending up there this summer. You don't know. Absolutely. Well, well you are welcome here anytime, Lee, obviously. All right. I want to give a big thank you to Tracy and Melissa for this episode, as well as my supporters, Cindy, Rachel, and Michelle. Thank you so much for the contributions. They are going to help greatly. I would like to upgrade my program here, my equipment, and my online services. So if you could, please go to patreon.com forward slash lesbian speaking. I also have a PayPal and a Venmo, both under lesbian speaking. And I have a merch line up. The link is in this episode's bio if you do want to buy some lesbian speaking merch. I need your support, guys. Drop me some stars for this episode. Drop me some comments. Share it. Tell everybody about the podcast. And thank you so much for listening. For episode ideas or to be a guest on the podcast, please send an email to lesbianspeaking at gmail.com. To support this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash lesbian speaking. For $3 a month, you get a shout out. And for $5 a month, you get a shout out as well as access to an interactive chat with myself and other listeners. To place an ad on this podcast, please email lesbianspeaking at gmail.com. Lesbian speaking can also be found on Instagram, so be sure to go and give a follow.